Thanks for joining us for this Field Talk podcast from the Linder Farm Network. Mental health issues affect people in all walks of life, including agriculture. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Ruth Merrick, Minnesota Farm Bureau Foundation Director, says mental health has become an important issue for Farm Bureau, and she joins us for this Field Talk podcast. Why is it important to to us is because we believe that mental health and uh, um, healthy uh, farming communities is important. The Minnesota Farm Bureau really looks at that as, you know, in our health and safety of our farm families across the state of Minnesota. And when we can bring in a topic that oftentimes isn't discussed within our circles, um, just because of farm culture, uh, we want to make sure that we bring that. We know that the suicide rate in our farm families is, is high. And, um, you know, we want to make sure that People come home every night and sit around that table and have dinner. Cindy Durheim chairs the Minnesota Farm Bureau Promotion and Education Committee. As far as activities, we do monthly reports or media releases as far as like committee members come along and and put thoughts together and they are put out on Facebook and then they're also listed on the Minnesota Farm Bureau page. Um, And then we work through different areas like Ruth had said on the safe talk program uh, we have a few committee members that have gone through that to be able to identify with farmers within our community um, changes in like their everyday habits um, not only on like an emotional side but also on uh, behavioral and like their everyday doings of of getting their their chores done outside um, and being able to address those in a comfortable setting to where they have those hard talks. When we first, when we first brought up the mental health side of it, um, it wasn't talked about very much up until a few years ago. So it's really come a long way since then, um, but there's much more that can be done. Durheim says mental health issues can manifest themselves in many ways areas that can can be looked at are um they kind of seclude themselves into their their homes or don't go to family outings um lack of taking care of their animals if they have some and then it'll just it'll just keep boiling and you don't see them out at all so and i'll I'll jump in there too um you know when cindy was talking earlier she talked about a lot about um, having conversations. We know that we have to reduce the stigma that's associated with mental health and by kind of opening up that door. And that's one of the reasons that both the, the promotion and education and the foundation has taken a huge step forward is because we know by having conversations, we're helping to reduce stigma. But if we can also provide the resources for help, that's very beneficial. When we talk about the signs, and Cindy is right on the mark, uh, traditional signs of a person who may be thinking about death by suicide often come physical, they're emotional, their behavior. Um, they may struggle with relationships, and oftentimes we see sometimes where they start to withdraw, meaning they might not go to church, they might not be showing up at farm bureau meetings, they might be um, not going uptown for coffee like they always have. And, you know, our farmers, they like to join. So when they see that change um, in routine 
And that's especially true with farm families. So signs for farm families include um, changes in routine. Um, Cindy already mentioned the decline of care in domestic farm animals. Um, you may even see increased farm accidents on the farm, specifically in the sense that their mind is somewhere else. They're not focusing on the task at hand. So we will see sometimes an increase in farm accidents. And then one that happens a lot is just a decline in farm appearance. Um, maybe they aren't trimming around the fence posts anymore. Maybe they just aren't mowing the ditch or mowing the lawn or doing things that they traditionally have always done. So um, if you see sometimes a decline in farm appearance, there may be some reason for some concern. And are these you know, triggered by maybe financial issues uh, and, you know, health issues with another family member, or can this just be, you know, life happens and there's stress and, and there's, you know, all sorts of, you know, perhaps even medical reasons why mental health uh, be becomes an issue. It doesn't necessarily have to be able to just point at one thing, an accumulation or, or what can, I guess, be triggers for, um, for someone to start having a, an issue. Well, I'll, I'll lead and I'll let Cindy follow up. I think, you know, the farmers in our farming communities, we have jobs that are like no other. We have so many dependencies, dependencies on things that are out of our control. So um, whether it be the weather, the markets, um, timing for getting our crops in or our time, our crops out, and you, you factor those stresses in. Um, and when somebody starts to feel like they're failing, that can be a trigger um, that they didn't they didn't hit their goals to get the planning in, or um, maybe the banker is is calling, you know, some dollars in that they just don't have. So, um, you know, that feeling of not being able to provide sometimes is a trigger uh, that can can happen. So, I think the stresses of farm life. And the day-to-day -day things that we deal with that are unlike other professions are a trigger in, in depression. Maybe running the farm that grandpa passed on and, and I'm maybe not doing as well as what he did and and things aren't my I don't have the a positive outcome on on my farm. And this farm's been in the family for a hundred years and I'm really concerned about maybe losing it. Um that's a that's an unusual stressor in a in a, you know a farm family that can be very very um, depressing and can potentially trigger some um, opportunity for in really deep depression and maybe thoughts of suicide. Yeah, I would have to agree with with Ruth. Um, agriculture is stressful, whether it's having a good year or it's having a bad year. Um, the weather that plays a big factor. Um, like now with the, with it being such a long spring, uh, farmers are behind in getting their crops in, especially starting in the Southern part of Minnesota and coming forward up to the North part. Um, the snowfall that came, um, perfect example. We were, my husband and I ourselves were in Puerto Rico and got home and our shed had fallen in the roof had fallen in from the the overweight of snow um we were very fortunate because our daughter was the only one home doing chores 
So it, it was rough to wake up the next morning and everything. It had fallen in, but everybody was okay. So We talked a little bit about being on the lookout for maybe someone else uh, who's exhibiting, you know, behaviors that might be eye-opening or, or something that could be problematic. But how about if you yourself are the one having it? I mean, get it, getting... Uh, to the point of just being willing to reach out for help and, and ask someone or talk to someone, I'm, I'm guessing that's the, the first and probably the most difficult step. You know, and I think that's a, that's a, another, you know, with, with Cindy talking, oftentimes there is a loneliness to farming. We sit in tractors by ourselves. We farm by ourselves. And um, we may have to miss a family dinner or a get together because something on the farm is happening that maybe we have to be at that is, and it's completely out of our control. So um, I know, I know that sounds really funny, but if you think about it, oftentimes we're doing chores. So people go out and do chores alone. Um, there's sometimes solitude in that, but there's also can be a very lonely part of farming. And I know we've talked a lot about, you know, the, getting to the point where maybe it's, you know, self-harm or, or, you know, thoughts of suicide and things like that. But I know, Ruth, you also um, are involved with, uh, you know, opioids and, and the Farm Bureau has taken that on as an issue, maybe whether it's self-medicating or, or whatever, a lot of different reasons perhaps to get involved with that. But I guess what, what are some of your, uh, your thoughts or some of the things that the Farm Bureau is doing in, in relation to the opioid? crisis. Yeah, never in, in my 25 years of working for Farm Bureau did I ever think I'd be talking about one, death by suicide, and two, opiates and drug addictions within our farm families. For years, I talked traditional farm safety, and over the last four years, we've incorporated a whole nother side of health and wellness into our farm families that's really, really needed. We know um, in 2017, the American Farm Bureau and Farmers Union did a national survey across the country, and we realized that three out of four farmers said they could access um, prescription medicines um, without a prescription. And that also true, three out of four farmers said they'd been impacted by um, the opiate epidemic uh, in some way within their farm families or with their farm workers. So we knew we had to do something. So um, we stepped forward and in you know, just really started having conversations about what is the opiate crisis? What is an opiate? Um, how is it impacting uh, rural America and our rural farm families? And and a lot of people don't know that the opiate crisis is impacting rural communities at higher levels than our urban populations. And why is that true? One is because farmers have a tendency or keep farm families. I'm not, I don't want to say just farmers, but uh, we're, we're savers. Um, we put stuff in our medicine cabinet and we forget about it. Uh, somebody might get hurt and they might say, oh, I need to get through this task and these, these pigs got to get loaded today. And I know that my knee's really hurting. So I'm just going to go in and take uh, one, of, one of Joe's oxycodones just to get me through the day. It only takes three days to get addicted to an opiate. And if you do that regular for three days, you have the the opportunity or the, the consequence of perhaps getting addicted to an opiate, which nobody wants. Minnesota Farm Bureau believes that drug overdose is preventable. And uh, we can do that by having conversations, reducing stigma and getting rid of unused prescriptions. We really feel um, that it's treatable and preventable and that recovery is 
is possible and the Department of Health provides us that language, but Minnesota Farm Bureau works in the area of prevention. Get those unused prescriptions out of medicine cabinets. So, um, but most importantly, it struck our farm families at harder than the rest of, of you know, America. And uh, we got to be doing something about this, at least having those conversations. And I think that's all of us have uh, likely grown up on farms and been involved in agriculture. And you know that that's not necessarily an easy, easy step to take, but there is perhaps some comfort in knowing that uh, there are others out there. Uh, you know, I know in circumstances in my life, it's been most helpful to know that someone has walked that walk before me and has been through this. And how important is that knowing that, you know, that this is something that others have dealt with and there are resources there to help me out. When, and it, with my work with this and what I'm seeing in it, and I've I've been sharing my story all over the state of Minnesota from the the fact that Farm Bureau is involved in this issue and partnering with organizations that can help is that people want just don't talk, you know it's kind of like you know like it's a closed door topic right we just don't talk about it and to really open the floodgates that it's okay to talk about it it's okay to share our stories um and we are starting to get a few people it's still very very difficult for people to talk about because nobody wants to be known as a drug addict um and that whole stigma you know parallels uh death by suicide and the thoughts of it that um Nobody wants to be seen as that person that may have those challenges. Bottom line is, if you're one of those people who have those challenges, you have tremendous value in telling your story to others. I had a gentleman tell me who works specifically in education with addiction. He's a former police officer that works out on the East Coast. He says the best people and the best um counselors are the people who have lived that life and they can share the story and they can find commonality with individuals who are struggling um to have somebody say i have been there too uh that 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 is there's a lot of weight that carries with that so when we can have farmers or farm families share that with others we did this this survey in 2017 that first came out we have just redone it. We did it in October of 2022. And we're look, you know, digesting and looking at all the data. And what the research is showing us is that we always think that people are pretty willing to talk to it, or they might talk to their pastor, they might talk to their faith family, they might talk to even somebody in an egg organization and others. Bottom line is, if somebody is struggling, the research shows us that they will talk to a friend first. So the value in friendship, the value in relationships, the value that we have as friends to ask questions is has tremendous weight. And I knowing and having to look at this information, I know I can be a better friend to people who I may suspect of having depression or dealing with an addiction than I did before because I know this and I can formulate and determine the right questions to ask. And we have programs out there that are allowing us to do this. Farm Bureau is involved in and Minnesota Department of Ag is involved in getting these programs out there to teach us to ask the right questions. And I think that that is really important. And I know it's kind of your long answer, but 
I um I hope that that will sink into people is that with this being the start of mental health month, the value that we have as a friend, no, for, for nothing else, just having good conversations with our friends and our, our friendship circles. If folks are either a suspecting a friend of maybe having some issues or uh, they themselves are, where would you recommend that they, you know, are there web resources or where would you recommend they go to uh, and learn a little more about the resources that are available? There is the Farm State of Mind website uh, that is uh, organized through the American Farm Bureau and really any kind of resources that you need, you can find there. That is even broken down state by state. So um, um, farmstateofmind.org, uh, take a look at that. You can always go on the Minnesota Farm Bureau website and find resources. I would certainly reach out to the Minnesota Department of Agriculture and work with Ted Matthews or uh, that gang there. They have fantastic resources. The, the rural farm stress um, material that they have is, is great. And, uh, um, you know, there's something to be said just talking to somebody else in, in the Department of Ag and Ted have done a ter tremendous, tremendous job just making it very relatable. You're talking to a friend. We talk about that, the strength in that. Um, and again, it just have a, it doesn't have to be a formal resource or, you know, I think just if somebody is thinking about it, you know, Cindy said it from the get go, it's okay to not be okay and feel comfortable enough to reach out to somebody. Or if you're thinking that somebody is having challenges time, be comfortable enough to reach out to them too. Thanks for joining us for this Field Talk podcast. Check out other podcasts on linderfarmnetwork.com and get the latest in farm news and market information from your local LFN affiliate.